0: are listening to the final score podcast welcome in everyone greg Swattek of the frederick news post sports department here with you and on this week's episode we will break down week one of the high school football season and the week that was in frederick county sports with our man joe ferraro of uh, the fmp sports department uh, but here with me in studio right now is my good friend Aliyah hulse uh, Aliyah is an entrepreneur And uh, she is aiming to start a nonprofit company that helps athletes transition from their uh, post-playing careers, uh, once they're done playing, uh, to to normal life, uh, to to life with the rest of us. Right, Aaliyah? That's right. Thanks for for joining us. Uh, And I know this has been a passion of yours for a long time, uh, helping these athletes uh, make this transition. Just sort of how did this idea and this company sort of come about?
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm very excited. Uh, The way this journey started was um, my husband and I, my husband, Justin, and myself were in a coaching session with a business coach, where we're trying to find something for him to Uh, pursue as his next career
0: and and Justin was a baseball player right but
1: uh, Justin was a baseball player he was a pitcher in Maryland um, and he was one of those people that two months before he was supposed to go in the pros he hurt his back and by the time he came back he was too high of a liability for professional uh, baseball because it was a skinny guy he still is a skinny guy.
0: <laughs> Justin is a tall, skinny guy. But but he but he looks like he could throw a baseball though. I, I will vouch for him there.
1: So. <laughs> right, right. And he I think he's much bigger right now than he was then. He was a very skinny guy. So uh his career as a baseball player was uh done in the US. However, he was invited to play for um Germany and he just chose to stay here, finished his education. And uh, met his wife, and got married, had kids, went into a corporate world, and just you know got into this boring type of life for himself. Right. And so that's why we started looking for something for him to do that would bring out that uh, excitement of the game, that team uh, team spirit. The looking forward to waking up every morning and being too excited about whatever comes next.
0: Yeah, Justin had a cool job. He was a baseball player. It (laughs) it was a lot of fun. He thought that was going to be his main job, but but then... Uh, the injury occurs, of course, and he has to get a real job, but, well, well, like the rest of us. Where was he playing uh, college baseball?
1: Uh, University of Maryland. Uh, he was so he was a pitcher at Maryland. He, was he, a pitcher. he, he
0: thought he was going. Did he get drafted, or, or did uh, he think he was going to get drafted?
1: Yes, yes, he actually was drafted, um, and he—I don't remember the details of it, but come, come I'll on, let lady. him. <laughs> I was like, how do you come on the podcast and don't remember details? Right. Uh, but anyways, he um, so. Here, Here's one thing that I've noticed working with athletes such as Justin is that most of them think, just like doctors, we're going to play for 20, 30 years. When you go to, when, when you go to school as a doctor, you know you're going to work for 20, 30 years. As a lawyer, same thing. Engineer, same thing. However, as an athlete, your career, especially in NFL, is probably limited to three to five years. With baseball, it's a little bit longer. And then you have injuries and um, getting rid re- of, Retired and being replaced by better players, younger and stronger
0: so so what was this transition like for Justin uh transitioning from what he thought was going to be a baseball career in, in, in into the real world and if Justin had showed up like he was supposed to uh we we, we, <laughs> we, 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 we we could ask him directly but but i i guess he I guess he had more important things to do tonight, so he he left you to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs>
1: he is actually working on something very important yes uh, i'm i'm sure he is yes it's uh, we, we have a summit coming up that's called tackle what's next that we've partnered up with uh, two other organizations and that will be for athletes uh that are transitioning and that's what he's working on he's uh, filling out some paperwork and so on but all right you know <laughs>
0: but but anyway back to my question what 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 was justin's transition like from a fun job and in, into a into a real job we'll call it um
1: he we just had this conversation yesterday, actually, and it was very difficult because every day you have the team that you're looking forward to. You know what time you're waking up, you know what your position is, you know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. You have a plan. And then one day he is out there it's like, what do I do now? One, I'm hurt. Well, it it didn't take too long to recover. Second is, where do I go now? He was one of the lucky ones that had family and friends that got him into the career world, into a uh, corporate world. But not every guy out there, or not every girl out there, is lucky enough for that.
0: All right, Ali, I've known you for a long, uh, or for for a, a little while now, and uh, and through your just day-to-day interactions as a businesswoman you've come across a lot of uh, you've met some of these athletes that are that are maybe trying to make this transition from the uh, from their playing careers to the business world and the thing i've heard you say before is there's lots of great stories out there that are that are untold so you're really trying to provide a vehicle for these stories to be to be told and and, and for these athletes to to really share their, their experiences, right?
1: That's right. I've um, met a lot of NFL players, former NFL players, that have these fascinating stories. I've also met some people that have kind of lost um, their drive in a way that they didn't know where to go, how to go. Uh, some of them are working at jobs that they don't necessarily like. And um, there's no game, you know, and when I asked when I asked them, every single one of them says the same thing. What I want to recreate is that locker room experience. And Victor Jones, a friend of mine who has a state farm agency in Rockville, that's how I met him. He was the first one who said that. He said it's that experience when you walk into that locker room and you are with your brothers and you no longer are Victor or John or Stephanie, you are a number, and you know your position, you know what to do, and how you fit into that team
0: well, When did it dawn on you that you could actually help these people and and, and get a company like this uh, uh up and running uh,
1: during that coaching session that I told you about with a business um, coach, we were uh kind of walked through that process, and we realized that there are plenty of athletes out there that don't know what to to do. And actually, we're also translating that to veterans as well. When they come out of military, it's the same concept. You know what to do, and all of a sudden, you're lost. And the other thing that uh, what I've heard from athletes is the family doesn't necessarily get it. They want to help. They're out there trying to help them, but they don't get it. And that's why it's important for us to bring these athletes back. And now we're looking at uh, we're inviting people from different sports, um, even individual sports like, like track and field, not necessarily team sports because they have the drive, they have the discipline, bringing them into one platform and helping each other recreate that experience.
0: All right. So give me a good uh, story that you've come across. Uh, uh, tell me about an athlete that you've come across that has a really cool story that that, that you're trying to help or, or, or work with in, in, in order to get this thing started.
1: Right. So... That's a good question. There's uh, so many of them. Uh, <laughs> They're uh, all really awesome.
0: Right. Well, well, uh, R- Ricky Ray is um someone who you who you work with and, and and Ricky played for the for the Saints and and he he played for several NFL teams. Tell us a little bit about Ricky's story.
1: Right. So Ricky Ray is a president of the former not for uh hold on nfl players association d c chapter right and um I met him through uh victor who introduced us, and um basically, I walked over and told him this is what i 'm thinking about and he he got really excited about it he invited us over uh, Ricky was one, one of the lucky ones he was um I believe he's one of four sons that all went to uh foo- to play football. Right. And when he came out, he uh got a few jobs in the corporate and now he works at the World Bank leading a team of 30 people um in the printing and marketing department. Um so he has a success story. Uh and now he's uh, w- going out there and recruiting all the NFL players former NFL players to come into the chapter. To use, utilize the tools to meet people, to network, and to make sure that they help each other. Mentorship opportunities. Uh, All these guys are going out and constantly um, uh, assisting, giving back to the community. Uh, They're all about giving back to younger youth, younger youth, to you know, to younger kids, (laughs) to younger children, to youth in sports, (laughs) the (laughs) youth. Yes, right, yeah, (laughs) younger dudes, (laughs)
0: right. Right. Uh, Has anyone really come across... You haven't come across anyone with a really incredible story, though?
1: Yes. So, I don't remember his name. Well, I don't remember his last name. His first name is Marcus. Okay. And he also... He's probably in his 60s right now. And... um, Marcus, once he graduated, he's very passionate about uh, education. So he became a teacher and then a counselor. Okay. So for the longest time, Marcus was uh, helping this uh, school in North Carolina. And all of a sudden, the school was closed one day, okay. about two, two months. And Marcus was sitting there on the couch for about 12 months. And constantly applying for jobs, going out there, meeting people, was unable to get a job because he's over 60 and technically he doesn't have much experience. Right. So um, Marcus went and got a job as a construction uh, contractor, and that's not supposed to happen. You know, it doesn't work like that. So uh, what we tried to do is we tried to int- uh, introduce Marcus to a few different organizations, and he's now in the process of interviewing with a Catholic school in North Carolina. Don't know whether he got the job or not, but we'll continue working with him.
0: Okay. And uh, well, what is your vision? What is your grand vision for this thing, ultimately?
1: Basically, to bring as many athletes together, into the same platform into online platforms in-person trainings and give them the vision again give them a new game a game that will be more exciting than the game that they played out there because that is what they're missing they were so popular at some point and then one day they walk into the room and not everybody even recognizes them Yeah, you know, that's of course there's hall of famers there's um pronounced af- athlete that everybody recognizes but then there's plenty of others that have played but they stayed as numbers and no names
0: what where do you think athletes struggle the most in making this transition what what have you noticed about where they really struggle the most
1: discipline and uh, not knowing where exactly to go what to do Uh, do i go back get education do i get a job and if i do get a job what what am i good at and what we're trying to show them is where their skill sets are. Uh, the way I see it is if you had take an athlete, they know how to use their, bo- their body. They know how to use every single muscle, when to use it, and um, how fast and how slow. What we're giving them is how to use that skill and translate it into the brain knowledge in the world of business. Um, some of them will open up their own businesses. Others will go into professional careers. They make the best managers because they know teamwork. They're disciplined and they can. Uh, they also make really good salespeople.
0: Right? Well, why do they make good salespeople?
1: Because they don't give up. They know how hard it is to work. <laughs> and right. Being a salesperson, you just don't hear no for an answer.
0: Right. Do you think a lot of these athletes struggle because they just don't know? The opportunities that are, that are out there for them? Is, is that what you're really trying to do is make them aware of what, what's out there for them?
1: Right. If you look at uh, those that are successful and if you ask them, they all have somebody nearby mentoring them. Right. Whether it's a coach, whether it's family, whether it's somebody who takes them on as their baby and shows them the way. Nobody does it alone.
0: Right. What what is what is the name of this uh, company? I believe your I believe your son uh, came up with it. We because uh, because I was at, I was at your house one night and, and and we were talking about this and we're like, man, we need a name and we and there were some good ones, but um, but uh, a lot of them were copyrighted or already taken and it's that that's that whole thing where if you thought of it someone else already has, but, but then your son was just sitting there and I think he came up with a great name. So this, this company you're trying to start, what it, what it, what is the name of it?
1: Right. Uh, the name he came up with is the next play. There you go. And that would be the name for the nonprofit organization that we're putting together with a few former NFL players. Um, they are the backbone to this. I'm just bringing them together. Justin and I are bringing them together into one room and they are the ones that are creating this program
0: right and, and you and, and Ricky as you as you uh, say is the president of the DC chapter of the uh, NFL Players association. so so a lot of these guys are, are football players that are that're that are trying to help you out right
1: right, right. That's because that's where we started. but we are in the process of meeting some former NBA players, and we will definitely reach out to MLB to NHL, and independent uh, players as well. One of the guys that we're talking to right now is a former uh, track and field runner. Right. Um, So there's definitely that independent sport. Um, One of my friends is a a gymnast. She was um, three-star, three-times gold medalist, uh, Nellie Kim. So she's one of the people that we're talking to right now.
0: Okay. And uh, you you have a summit coming up, right?
1: We do. We've partnered up with uh, DB Consulting. uh, uh, My good friend Danielle Berman is the CEO of the organization uh, with a few other uh, people to create this summit. And it would be the very first summit here in the DMV area on September 23rd, 2019. So coming up in two weeks and uh, where, where, where is it? And that would be in Tyson's corner uh, at the Tower Club. It uh, starts at twelve o'clock. We are inviting all current and former athletes to attend. Uh, but we're also inviting business owners who are interested to hire or uh, train uh, athletes.
0: So, so it's like a sort of like a job fair, is what you're creating for for athletes, more or less.
1: It's a uh, it, it's a little bit of that as well, but it's primarily an educational platform. And we were we will also provide networking opportunities. We have some fascinating speakers coming online uh, online on. Uh, on on-premises to uh, uh, to provide educational material as well as networking opportunities.
0: And, and it's it for former athletes and current athletes? Yes, okay. and
1: it's high school, college, and professional.
0: Oh, oh so high school athletes, because uh, that's our bread and butter here at the News Post. We, we cover high school sports, so high school athletes are able to attend this?
1: Yes, yes, and uh, if they uh, type in MWM Tower... In the code, they'll be able to get access for $30. However, the, uh, the, uh, the summit starts at 12 p.m. I know that school is still on, but they are allowed to come in a little bit later uh, just to get that networking opportunity, but also educational.
0: And tell everyone where and when in, in the name of it again.
1: Right. So it's September 23rd, 2019, starts at 12 p.m. It's going to take place at the Tower Club of Tyson's Corner, and to get more details, you can go onto a website that's called www.tacklewhat'snext.com/dc summit, and you will be able to register uh, with the code MWM Tower uh, to attend as a high school athlete. However, if you are a professional athlete or if you are a current athlete, you can use the code of Tackle.
0: Were you an athlete growing up, uh, Alia?
1: I was uh, an athlete wannabe. <laughs> well, what does I that did, mean? I did play some basketball. I played handball. Alia is
0: very tall, so, uh, <laughs> so, so, so so basketball you would guess would be one of her <laughs> one, one of her sports. But you played handball
1: too. Handball. I played field hockey. I did karate So you, so you were. You, you
0: were. You're. You're. You're very athletic. A little so. bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Right and and you might notice from uh elia's uh accent that she's not she's not an uh an american not a native American uh she uh, grew up in uh, Kazakhstan right
1: right I grew up in Kazakhstan then I lived for three years in Germany and France and then I came here when I was twenty one years old and I built my you know, future from the beginning. I was one of those people that went to Montgomery College for about twelve months, just studying language, and um, brushing that up before I went to get education as an international relations specialist at GW. <laughs>
0: well, is that is that is that a boring job, or <laughs> it, 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 it sounds it sounds exciting, but but, it, but but it might not be. No, so. it's exciting, but yeah.
1: it, it I I always laugh about it because I travel. Um, probably more than most people uh, in my whole life. And I lived in so many different places. So where would I go? Of course, international right. relations.
0: Right. Kazakhstan, of course, is well known because it was uh, where bo- the movie Borat. Uh, Borat. Oh, is gosh. For, uh, first of all, how do you feel about that movie? And and what what, what is Kazakhstan really like?
1: Okay, so borat is very funny and i did not get offended for a second i just thought it was very funny but borat is probably the reason i got married to my husband okay because when i first met him uh he saw me for the first time and he said whoa where's your accent from and i said from kazakhstan so you must be a Borat Borat sister i was like jeez right in in, in american
0: culture (laughs) kazakhstan is directly linked to the movie Borat, exactly yeah. exactly
1: so i'm like Cause, cause, i gotta marry this guy oh really because
0: <laughs> he knew where kazakhstan was so so you so no, you because he be? knew borat oh okay all right no. all right so um but uh in, 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 you speak russian uh, i mean english is not your first language so right
1: i speak russian i grew up speaking russian i spoke some kazakh uh, but I didn't really get into it that much because primarily people spoke Russian when I was growing up there. Right now, they primarily speak Kazakh. Uh, I've never been back since I was 18 years old, since uh. I am 18 years old, um, but I do c- have connections to the embassy and um, just try to stay connected and educated on what happens there.
0: In the, in the song, is the greatest country in the world. <laughs> All other countries are run by little girls. is is that tr- is that true or not? I can't
1: believe you know the song. <laughs> well, I, I I
0: remember it. No, from we the sing it every
1: yeah. morning when we wake up.
0: <laughs> you, you, you 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 and your children and, uh, and Justin.
1: No, everyone so. in Kazakhstan does. Oh, really? Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. Why so, wouldn't oh, they? <laughs> exactly. So, um, and in your uh line of work, one of your businesses is you are a personal coach. Right. Uh tell everyone what you do as a personal coach and how did you become a personal coach?
1: Okay, so how long do you want this story to be? <laughs> we, we,
0: we got we got all daily. Right.
1: Or all night. It's actually right. almost ten o'clock. Right. <laughs> um so the way it all started is um I was an accountant. Actually, I became an international relations specialist, but I never worked. You
0: you went to GW, right?
1: Right. I went to GW. I never worked as an international relations specialist. I became a business operations manager for an international company. Um, Out of that, I went to work as a CPA because I decided to take on that challenge, even though I don't have any accounting degree. Uh, I worked for two years and I almost killed myself because I thought it was way too boring and I've been told that I don't belong there. So once I came out, I started kind of looking for what is that, what is that passion, what what am I good at, what can I do that will wake me up in the morning before even what, I wake what, up.
0: What you're trying to help these athletes find in in their post playing days.
1: Right. And that's, and that's exactly where that came from, because I started working with a coach and the coach helped me find my passion, which was through my husband. Now I have another passion that I'm still working on and I'm not talking about it yet. Oh, Um, what what a big,
0: what a big uh, tease that is.
1: (laughs) One day, next year on this podcast. Okay. We'll Um, we'll, we'll have to bring you back. And uh, one of the best ways to uh, coach someone, Coach yourself is by coaching someone. So first you you learn how to be a coach, and then you start coaching other people. But what you do is basically you ask the right questions, and the people respond. Um, by responding to those questions, they find what it is that is inside. Because if I can tell you what you are, but unless you find it, you're not going to believe it, right? So that's exactly what was happening. I kind of thought. I knew who I was. And by working with a coach, I realized I was a very completely different person. Very completely different. <laughs> this is my, we're, my we're, Russian we're, English. <laughs>
0: we're working on the English here.
1: <laughs> Still learning. All right. So that's how I became a personal coach. and um, But I, I primarily coach business owners. So business slash personal coach.
0: Right. Because most people, uh, when they think of a coach, they think of sports. It's It's something... Sports. It's, it's someone that helps you play sports, but but coaches can be valuable in in all all phases of life. It, it seems too
1: absolutely, and that's exactly what I tell people is if you look at all the successful people, all the sports athletes, all all the uh, champions out there, every single one of them has a coach, and sometimes you don't necessarily see the coach because they're in the background. But in order for you to reach a goal, you some people can do it but only a few people can do it on their own it's always easier to do it together
0: right and and, and what you try and do I think you've explained it to me before you're not trying to have a person reach a, set, reach a set expectation you're trying to help them just fulfill their potential like like the world could be any anything anyone wants it to be that's right right and, 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 and so many people abide by set expectations I'm supposed to do this I'm supposed to do that I'm supposed to do that but you've taught me it, it doesn't really matter, like 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 you could like easy. You, right <laughs> exactly like you you could do anything, right? You so.
1: can do anything. You can be anyone you want. You build your own future. Um, what what's resp- what's important is to understand the responsibility, because if you if you think back at the children, right, when we're raising our children, um, we don't necessarily give them a choice. And um, this is just my opinion, so I'm not putting it on anybody. But if you're Raising a child, and let's say the room is dirty, and you say, Hey, clean up your room. I don't wanna. Well, if you don't clean up your room, you're not gonna be able to play with your friends. At this point, it's not really a choice anymore. Uh, It's a consequence or a punishment, right? As opposed to saying, Hey, if you, if you don't clean your room right now, by, the t- by Sunday, your room is going to be a mess. And when your friends come over, you won't be able to play. Now you're giving them the responsibility back. Same with, with adults. So we learn as children not to take or to be afraid of the responsibility because there's going to be a punishment. Right. So um, it's very important to take responsibility. So I can be anything I want. Let's say tomorrow I can, I, I can decide to be a doctor. Well, my responsibility will be to go to school for thirteen years, and everything else will get pushed back.
0: And, and the key is you're not talking at someone, right? You're, you're sort of working and talking with them, right? You got to like reframe the question and reframe their right thoughts and ideas, right?
1: Right, and it's it's not even reframing it. It's just you go with the person. You ask the right questions, and the person. Finds them for yourself. It's very different from therapy. Um, it's it's yeah, nowhere, this nowhere this close this to related to therapy. Right.
0: Explain the difference because that's what, that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like explain the difference between therapy helping someone through maybe issues that way, or and, and what you do.
1: Right. And and therapy. I mean, if people go to therapy when they um, when they have uh, more let's say, deeper issues, right? Or it's not necessarily issues, but they're completely confused. So we don't want to even come close to the word therapy. It's a coach. So if you, if you break your leg, you're not going to go to a football coach and ask him to fix it. You're going to go to the doctor, right? But if you want to become stronger and you want to be a champion and win a Super Bowl, you're going to go to a coach. Same difference.
0: Okay. Well, we wish you luck with uh with this business. Too bad uh Justin didn't show up here cuz I had some questions for him. So give him a hard time for me and and, and Ricky we were hoping to have on too. So um uh, but but we wish you well. Uh, good luck with the summit. Uh, again, September 23rd. Uh, what, what's the time?
1: Uh, it starts at 12 p.m. and yeah. ends, ends at 7.30, right before the Redskins game. Perfectly, on.
0: Per- perfectly timed. Right. Um, and uh, it is in Tyson's Corner at?
1: The Tower Club.
0: The, the Tower Club. So if you're an athlete on all levels, high school, college, and professional, uh, feel free to is, – is it free?
1: Uh, it is not free. Okay. Uh, it depends on which level you are. Um, it, it, there's a charge, but everything is on the website. Okay. However, again, for high school athletes, if they type in MWM Tower, uh, they'll be able to get in at a discounted code of uh, $30. And if you are a college or professional athlete, um, if you register by September 13th, it's $89, and the code is tackle. Now, we're also inviting coaches and uh, business owners that focus on athletes, okay. on working with athletes.
0: Got it. And the website again is?
1: It's tacklewhatsnext.com. And uh, you can either type in slash DC Summit or go into events and choose a summit.
0: Uh, Aaliyah Hulse, my friend, uh, personal coach, entrepreneur. uh, Thanks for coming in. Um, Pleasure to have you on.
1: Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yep.
0: And uh, we will be back in a minute with uh, FMP sports writer Joe Ferraro. All right, time to tap once again into the expertise of uh, FMP sports writer Joe Ferraro who joins me in studio now and uh Joe, week one of the high school football season is coming and gone and it was kinda get a kinda tough to get much of a grasp as the uh what our local teams look like because so many teams are were on the road this week. Uh the the right. were there weren't a lot of home games uh for our teams. Uh you were at the uh Middletown TJ game. Uh there's some intrigue about the Knights and what their offense um might look like with uh with their uh senior three year starter at quarterback in Reese Poffenbarger, and what were your impressions of Middletown against TJ on Friday
2: Yeah they they look good. They look good. Uh, you know the running game, you know they they, they wanted to get that uh going. Uh, you know they graduated uh a couple of uh, valuable contributors from that position. From last year and now they're they're rotating in three new running backs uh, led by uh, Clark chairs and so so first quarter uh, it took them a while to get on track but uh, as the game went on uh, I think I think the offensive line started um, you know really asserting itself and and they got that going and then you know really the passing didn't happen until you know until until later on in the game you know second quarter um, you know Reese didn't have to throw the ball all that much but uh he's he's got several options to throw the ball too um i don't think this time around uh you get to see you get to see uh them you know really uh, unleash him I, I think that'll come though as uh the season goes along i, I think uh from the get-go they they really want to establish themselves as uh as, as a balanced team uh going forward you mentioned
0: the offensive line. Do you think that will be the key for Middletown this season? Absolutely. La- last year they struggled to, prevent, to protect uh, Reese Poffenbarger. They didn't give him a lot of time. Uh, this year uh, he's bigger, faster, stronger by, by, by all accounts. And if you had a little bit of time, you might be able to really get the offense humming. Uh, I, I guess that's going to be the big question for Middletown is how well they could protect him this season.
2: I, I think so. I think so. But, uh, you know, just talking to, to Coach Delauder there, and it's it's a lot of new faces but you know he feels as if he's you know, boy seven eight nine linemen deep in, in terms of guys who he think can actually start and you know get a, a whole bunch of playing time there so uh, I think they'll I think they'll be in good shape.
0: Most of our teams won if you if you look across the board uh, Leganre went to Liberty and, and won Oakdale went to Wild Lake and won. Um, Urbana went to Clarksburg and won. I was I was interested to see how that um, might shake out because there's higher expectations uh, at Urbana this season with a with a pretty veteran uh, team down there. So they went to Clarksburg and won. Um, yep. Yeah, even even St. John's Catholic Prep, MSd um uh they they won as well uh, so it was a really good week uh really good yep. uh official opening week uh for our teams i was at the Tuscarora Walkersville game and and it was a really uh uh well played game uh competitive back and forth uh, and, and Walkersville really showed me something in pulling out that game uh late is the is their um young quarterback uh, andrew uh, stroka uh, jake hess for the game-winning touchdown uh, with with a couple of minutes to go and uh, just a really gritty gutty win for walkersville i i think walkersville is going to be a handful uh for for most of the teams on their schedule to handle this year Uh, they're more experienced this year um close games were a bit of a bugaboo for them last year they they, they struggled to win them because of their inexperience but but now with most of these kids back uh, I, i thought that was an important first step for walkersville against a quality team like tuscarora uh in 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 winning that game and uh and Jordan Addison for Tuscarora showed why he's such a good player. He, he had a couple of big uh, touchdowns uh uh for for the Titans. So so that was a really entertaining game. Um but but other than other than uh, Tuscarora losing a game in a local matchup and TJ losing a game in a local matchup, um most most of the rest of our teams all, all won. So so a good start to um the uh football season as as expected for frederick county schools
2: yeah i mean i it's probably been touched upon b- before but boy you, you got six teams you know you got Linganore, oakdale just trying to make sure i don't leave anybody out walkersville tuscarora and Mid should, middletown. We should mention Catoctin. And, um, Catoctin one two Ur- yeah. Urbana. Katoctin one two okay. um, Oakdale one on the road. I believe they beat Wild Lake. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So, so so yeah. You've got you know six teams there. <laughs> if they play each other. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a one touchdown game. It's it's gonna be you know really really entertaining season. Right. Uh, games going down to the wire. Uh, last year you had Oakdale and Lingnor beating everybody by three touchdowns or more. It it's just not gonna be the case this year.
0: Right. We've talked about that for for a number of weeks now, where there's not a clear front runner. Very uh, very good right. teams, but but not a team that's uh, so far ahead of the pack like Oakdale and even Lingnor were. Uh, last year catoctin's when we should point out because they went to boonesboro and won um that's a big win for catoctin because boonesboro was a playoff team that they beat last year and uh, catoctin's uh new quarterback threw for over 300 yards uh yep. they have some really good receivers in uh in travis fields uh, eli fry um uh, uh, Jake Baker is, is a running back, Carson Sickery. So Katakana at the skill positions uh, is, is really talented and, and we want to touch on their win over Boonesboro considering that was a playoff matchup uh, from a season ago. Uh, this week, Joe, we had an interesting circumstance because uh, TJ uh, is gonna, going to have to forfeit their game against Tuscarora uh, due uh, to... Uh, A a lack of players. I think they only had 14 players available this week, right? Um, And 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 there was some real safety concerns. Uh, Just what 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 did you learn while while talking to Coach Bobby Humphreys and and the AD Mike uh, Chavez?
2: Yeah, I mean the you know the one thing, uh, and and you say you know lack of players. It's not it's not as if they're they're saying okay we want. We want to have a set number of players. It's got to be at least 20 or it's got to be at least 23 or what have you. It's it's a case where at, uh, at certain positions on the field – you know they don't have the you know the depth there, and I think um, the offensive line is is one of them. And so, not, not only don't they have enough uh, enough players there, but the guys who who are playing are uh, many of them are, are playing both ways. Uh, you know, Coach Humphreys told me that last week, nine players played on both sides of the ball throughout the you know the course of the game. So that's 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 really difficult. It just uh, takes takes a toll on them. You know they're not being able to. Not able, uh, coach isn't able to coach them throughout the game because they're they're not on the sideline at all. There's a, you know very very little communication and uh, you exert yourself. You know that much. Yeah, there there are going to be safety. Issues then, and now especially that they have uh, what eight less uh, players than they did uh, a week ago.
0: Yeah, they expect to get some players back. Hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, they could pull kids up from the JV. But but one of the big things with TJ not having a feeder program is a lot of these kids are playing football really for the first time in in, in right. their lives, and, and that could present a safety issue too because these kids don't know, don't know how to protect themselves sure against far more seasoned uh, varsity players. So. Uh, it, it's unclear when TJ, uh, a, a once very proud program, might play their next game. But just to be clear, they're trying hard not to pull the plug on the rest of the season. Because I, I, I think there will be rumors going around that TJ is going to fold their program. That that that's not the case as of now. And and from what you gathered, right? They're they're trying hard uh, to to. Have a team ready to go in the coming weeks, right?
2: I I, I think so. And and the way um, Coach Humphreys has been talking about their kids, you know, hey, they, you know, yes, they they lost forty nine to nothing, but you know, all all of those guys are are giving it their all out there. And and so when he broke the news to them, uh, you know, those players were upset. You know, they they wanted to go out there and play. Uh, you know, the one word that all of his players, you know, pretty much said repeatedly was why 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 are we forfeiting this and so it just shows a you know genuine um, interest in in being out there and, and doing well
0: yeah because he had a core group of 15 to 21 players all summer that showed up for every workout yeah uh, we're really giving their all um, these kids are really committed to, to getting things turned around at TJ and, and just they Fell victim to the numbers game, uh, unfortunately, and and, and safety uh, takes precedent. So, sure. So TJ won't be able to play. Um, you've seen a couple of uh, soccer matches uh, so far on on, on on the boys' side. Uh, I did, have. have uh, anything jump out at you so far?
2: Yeah, uh, you know TJ. You know, I I knew uh, you know I knew of you know a couple of uh, other good players coming back uh, that have been a part of the core for. Geez, um, you know, two years prior to that, in Carson Grove and uh, Sean Weiland, but boy, I mean, they they look, you know, very good uh, out there. Um, so in, in terms of um, you know, got teams in at the 3A level, boy, they're in the county, they're they're right up there. They they gave Oakdale. Which uh, which I think uh, people are sort of labeling as as the top dog in, in Frederick County a, a battle uh, you know lost uh, three to two and you know very good game over there so 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 yeah I, I think T J you know they're they're going to be among the the top teams there you know Oakdale's got a lot back from a team that won. Uh, a state title we've got uh you know Riley Dagers already scored I uh, believe really five goals already uh you know to this point and you know him and uh Griffin Vinyl in the in the midfield really make that team go and uh you know defensively they're um <laughs> strong as strong as they usually are so, so yeah looking at those team uh looking forward to to uh Thursday match uh between yeah, I was gonna Oak bring this Dale. up yeah and, and Urbana, you know, Urbana lost, you know, quite a bit from, from last year's team, five key seniors, plus a couple of guys who they were, uh, banking on having for this year, but, you know, chose, um, you know, one, uh, Max Riley chose not to play, uh, another Connor Robertson, uh, transferred to another school, St. Andrews. So, so now they're really, you know, leaning hard on a couple of uh, key returners uh, Ryan Herman and and Nicholas Narvaez to really um, you know, lead the way for them, but uh that uh, I'm uh, interested to see how how they they come along. And you know, just uh, you know talking to coach Shartner, it's a deal where you know if if they do uh, experience any lumps, you know, they expect to be there at uh, at the end of the season um, and expect to make some strides uh, before it's all said and done. Well,
0: what do you think of a game of that magnitude happening so early in the season? I mean, the, se- the season just started and, and, and all of a sudden Oakdale and Urbana are playing each other in boys soccer. So <laughs> right. you'd kind of like to see more of a buildup and, and more of a lead in, into the game, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, as as an outsider, yeah, of, of course, of course, you would. Um, I, I think uh, you know, someone like um, you know, like Coach Sharten is probably saying, hey, you know, here's a here's a nice little measuring stick for us. Uh, let's you know, let's see where we stand, and then uh, and and we'll see we'll see what what we do well, what we need to work on, so on and so forth, and actually, um, in Urbana's case, I think they. they've already had a a nice little measuring stick game um you know uh whitman uh they they lost uh, five to nothing to them so so uh yeah that's that's one of those where you know urbana they they did lose a lot but you know by by the time the season's over they're gonna you know expect to 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 be playing their best soccer at the right time
0: yeah Hey Joe, uh, thanks for thanks for coming in I
2: uh, always no, appreciate you stopping no by No worries, I'll be here again
0: And uh, my thanks to Aaliyah Hulse uh, for for uh, coming in today uh, For To uh, Graham Cullen uh, for producing the podcast I'm Greg Swatak of the Frederick News Post Sports Department And uh, we will see you back here next week With more great local content here on The Final Score